Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast 2019 edition. This is Ren Garner, your host. Wanted to let you guys know that we have some fun and exciting things happening in 2019, including a brand new co-host. You'll be introduced to her shortly as you continue to listen to this episode. Wanted to give a special thanks to Cam and EJ for all the work they did in 2018 in building Gone Trippin' Podcast. Don't worry, this is not the Beatles breaking up. Uh, They just moved out of the area and are doing some new things. And we wish them the best of luck. Um, and hopefully we'll have them on a future episode to catch up where they're at and what they're doing. As always, we hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to visit gontrippinpodcast.com. There you'll be able to listen to past episodes, view the show notes, and leave comments. And please don't forget to share our podcast with your friends and family. Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren. And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast. Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry. From photographers to vagabonds and everything in between. Let us help you make every trip an adventure. Gone Trippin', reading the road signs. Gone Trippin', one playlist at a time. Gone Trippin', odometers ticking. My Mountain Dew and Red Bull sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I am gone tripping We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Audible. Head over to our website at gontrippinpodcast.com to start your free trial and get two free audiobooks. My current favorite is Marie Kondo's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. She has a great way of being able to fold your clothes and have everything spark joy in your life. I hope this episode sparks joy for you. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast 2019. Episode number 38. Yes. And if you don't know where that voice came from, that is my lovely wife and co-host, Ashley. How's it going, Ashley? Good. How are you? Good. I am so excited to have you join me. Thanks for having me on. I hope I do Cameron proud. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> well, you have a lot to live up to. Yes. Um, and I do eat uh, meat, though, so I feel like yeah, I'm already letting half the population down. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and hopefully you can do the same amount of, uh, you know voice over uh what's what am I, you know what i'm talking about his voice effects yeah he's he's very good particularly at his drink of the day yeah sound effect that i'm exactly. not even gonna try and mimic oh you gotta try it so here we go it's that time drink of the day i don't even feel like that's your original no, drink of the not. day drink of the day exactly. i'll do yours it will switch <laughs> and you do cameron's <laughs> let's try it one more time one more time okay it's that time again drink of the day I still don't feel like that's it. And what was his? Bow, bow, bow. I think that <laughs> I think we're going to cut cap. that out and just take it what we did before. <laughs> okay. If I can find a copy <laughs> and put it in. So, All right. Yeah. So our drink of the day today, because it is a new year and a new co-host is Martinelli's gold medal, sparkling cider. Non-alcoholic. Yes. Every road trip starts with a drink. This is not a good road trip drink. This is a good celebratory drink, though. It is. It is. Uh, Every New Year's, this is what we celebrate with. And we got a Northwest blend. and A Northwest blend? That's a thing? Yes, it is a thing. Ooh. Yes. So super exciting to try this out. I'm going to go ahead and open it up for us. Awesome. So I have a confession to make about this. 
we discovered that they sell a four pack at Costco for five ninety seven. This was years ago, so the price might have gone up. But uh, we used to buy it all the time. I mean, I would drink one of these all the time. This is like one of my favorite. Not just any, one. Well, you know, we, we not for myself. <laughs> but we, I brought a can opener for you if you need it. And I do. I really like this. I don't like the blends. I don't really like the flavors, you know, that they come up with. And I don't like Welch's. It has to be Martinelli's, and it's one of my favorites. I think um, last time we had this was on New Year's, and uh, you thought it was a twist cap. Uh, we were at some friend's house. I was mistaken and because uh, they do yeah. have a cap that replaces the original seal, and so I automatically thought that. There you go. Listen to that beautiful noise of Martinelli's. But they they have the extra cap that you can recap it, put it back in the fridge, assuming that there's any leftover by the time that you're done. And I had thought that the original bottle cap would twist off, and it did not. I love that sound. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So we got uh, our Martinelli's Gold Medal Sparkling Cider Northwest Blend. Um, and this is just a great drink for when you want to get to celebrate, get the kids involved, a um, little bit of bubbly. It's perfect. Always. Mm. It does look like urine. I, but, uh, I never thought that. <laughs> until nor do now. I think. Maybe that's why it comes in a green bottle. Exactly. Exactly. So that's our, our, our uh, inaugural drink of the day for 2019. Cheers. And yeah. Cheers. Uh, grab yourself a bottle. Tell us what you think. They have lots of different flavors out there. Um, but yeah. So uh, Ashley. It's your first time co-hosting this podcast. It is. I've been behind the scenes for yes, a long time. You have. You've probably seen a lot of her Twitter, or not Twitter, but Instagram and Facebook uh, posts that she's done. But people don't think it's me. They think it's you, which is funny. Oh, I know, right? Because then I can get away with a lot of things, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, some of them are mine, but True. most of them are you. But, uh, but yeah, so um, I'm excited about this. Uh, one of the reasons I'm excited about this is... Uh, because you're my wife and when it I'm comes glad, I'm glad you're excited that <laughs> yes, I'm your wife <laughs> yes I still am um, but also because uh, you know the purpose of this podcast is to get people out and doing things and trying new things and um, you know one we get to do those things together already so we have a lot of experiences that we get to share and I think that people who listen to this will be able to garner some sort of you know uh experience from what we experienced maybe help them as they go out and do their their own stuff um and so i'm excited about that aspect but also um i'm excited because of your background so we'll talk about your background a little bit uh you are a mother of four i am a mom of four i have three kids because we're a blended family from one marriage that's they're eight six and four and then we have our son together ike, ike. who is six months and he's just now starting to sleep through the night yes yes <laughs> And uh, Knock so on wood. life is good. <laughs> um, but my professional background is I'm a personal shopper, stylist, and closet organizer. And I've done that for 13 years. I've given classes on it. I've gone into clients' homes and organized. Usually everything has a um, deals with clothing a lot. So I do the master closets, the things that they're having problems with, cleaning them out, things like that. Very similar. Well, not very similar. The show, Tidying Up, that's the new Netflix craze by Marie Kondo, that is kind of what I do, but definitely I, I'm not as little and cute and petite as Marie Kondo, and I definitely don't spark joy. <laughs> I 
tease, feel like teasing the lead there a little bit. I know I am. I am sorry. We'll we'll, 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 come, we'll come back we'll talk to that. More we'll about, yeah, we'll talk more about Marie Kondo actually uh, towards the end of the show. So. But a lot of times, people the first question they ask me is like, "You seriously get paid to shop for people?" And the answer is yes. And so usually, if I can relate it to something that they know, um, the kid. That yeah. movie with Bruce Willis that usually gets mentioned a lot. There's a in her shoes with Cameron Diaz. I think she's a personal shopper on that. Yeah. Um. So you know, well, just give people some reference it, here. Yeah. Well, and it, it was new for me when we were started dating, and uh, I went over to your house, and there's two giant binders of for bras. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What's this all about?" Um. But where uh, were those? I can't. They were on the kitchen table. But uh, really? yeah, you you had just taught a class, and because uh, I was like, "Hey, yeah, I've and, got, uh, I've got so another one coming up." So, yeah, so that's how I found out what all it covers uh, and, and everything. Entails. It so, covers everything. Yeah, so um, I now wear the proper size underwear. So, in case anybody was wondering, <laughs> I appreciate that, and that's way too much information. Sorry, listeners, that's awkward. So, anyhow, that's what I did professionally, and now I'm a stay-at-home mom for most of the time, and. Uh, that's what I love to do. I love to shop and I love to take care of my kids. Yeah. So what's your travel history? My travel history. So yeah. I have a little bit of different travel history than you. Um, my As a family growing up, we always did road trips, but it was usually to visit family. And so um, that's what we did is we drove straight through and, and did road trips. But as I took off in college and did different things, I tend to travel by flying. I'm very quick and efficient flyer and I hear you prefer flying on planes that have TVs on the back of the seats correct <laughs> you know actually I'm not that picky believe okay. it or not All right, cool. <laughs> uh, I am picky about where I sleep though I, I prefer to have a hotel yeah. or a tent where you know I think there was a road trip you went on where you like pulled over on the side of the road and pitched uh, most, a tent <laughs> most uh, most of my road trips in, you know require me pitching a tent somewhere yeah see mine requires a hotel bed and, and a shower and bathroom <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's the thing I think that was is that I'm really excited about with uh, when I talked about you know things that are might help other people is we are different when it comes to how we travel, but yes. now that we're married and we're blending this family together, we have uh, you know things that we have taken from both of our travel experiences to really make it fun for the kids so far yeah well I think a lot of it is circumstances too I think if it was just you and I we definitely would travel differently than now. Oh, yeah. You know, we're traveling with three kids plus a newborn and how often you have to stop and, and, and all those fun things that you get to figure out. And plus, you know, one of the big things is we know lots of people that travel. You know, we've talked to lots of you've talked to lots of people on the podcast that have traveled um, and that continue to travel and travel all the time. But the difference with us is, you know, we're a blended family. And so we don't have our kids all the time. We can't pick up and live somewhere else for a while or be on the road for as long as we'd like to, that we're kind of on more time constraints. And I feel like for those who don't know how to travel well or um, are scared of travel, that that's almost a, a good way to learn how to begin to travel is short stints. Well, and that's a segue perfect to like the next topic I want to talk about, which is, um, and, and January 29th uh, just came by and went. And January 29th was National Plan for Vacation Day. Oh, that sounds like a good <laughs> a good day to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things that uh, I noticed, uh, you know, here in Pennsylvania, they made a big deal about it for their visit PA. And um, they, and it, it, we've talked about this before on the podcast, where um, unused vacation days is like a serious problem in the United States. Uh, billions of hours 
in the United States go unused. I have to say, I never had a problem with unused vacation days. Which, right? <laughs> which is crazy to think, right? But it happens. And I, like my dad, he, he literally took no sick days, no vacation days. And uh, by the time his 41-year career was over, he cashed it in for pennies on the dollar. I mean, it was crazy. Well, yeah, but your dad was also a teacher and, and had the summer <laughs> off. So No, he didn't. That's <laughs> the thing. He had eight kids, so he worked during the summer as well. That's true. So <laughs> he taught summer school, night school, all those things. But... Um, so unused vacation days is one of those things that are really, uh, need to be taken more often. People don't take advantage of them. They go unused. So in the state of Pennsylvania alone, Pennsylvania employees left vacation time on the table. 43% of their vacation time was left on the table. That's crazy. Never used. Well, that's almost 50%. Well, and so, and a little bit more about my background. So in the last 10 years, I've lived in four different states and Ren and I met in Idaho, but before that I'd lived in Ohio. I'd lived in Utah. I grew up in Arizona. I've, I've lived around. And one of the biggest things is I've, I've lived, um, so I grew up in Arizona in, in one spot in Mesa the whole time. And then I moved to college and then I moved to a different, you know, city about an hour North. And then I moved to Ohio and all these things. And, And I was there for about, you know, three, two to four years in each place. And the thing is, is everywhere I've left, I've always had this feeling of, oh, I never got to make it to this place or, oh, I never got to make it to that place. And so I'm a big fan of staycations, of figuring out what's around you and actually doing it. I think that's, and I think that's like the easy, the easy low hanging fruit that people it completely, is. you know, if it's, if it's, and, and not to, I mean, we've talked to somebody who worked at Disneyland, so I'm not pooping on Disneyland, right? but that's like. You know, for take us to you know for us to take our family of six now to Disneyland, cheapest tickets one hundred four bucks a day, so that's going to be super expensive for us to take that trip. And a lot of people look at that and go, "Okay, we got that one big trip." But if we realize and say, "Okay, even if I don't use unused vacation time, but I use uh, this weekend, I get off five o'clock on a Friday, I can take my family an hour and a half away from where I live right now and find some really fun." entertaining stuff for my family to do it is yeah no I agree and I remember one time several years ago I was living in Utah and I actually took a whole day off work and people were asking me why because it was like on a Wednesday like not even a Monday or Friday it was like totally in the middle of the day and it was to tour the state capitol building because it's not open on the weekends so I couldn't go on the weekends or after work and I wanted to tour the state capitol building and I went to oh what is the name of it the big mining thing down there near Salt Lake uh cop oh it's a copper mine I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was it was really cool, but it was you one can of see the it things. From space. Karchner. It's huge. Karchner? No. No. We'll, we'll figure out the name yeah. for it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Um, it'll come to us eventually. But that was really cool and that I needed to go tour like during the week. And so I used one of my vacation days and went to the state capitol and some mines. <laughs> <laughs> and like people kinda thought I was crazy, but it was you know, I, I used my vacation days and it was really nice to have a break and to be able to Kennecott. Kennecott copper mine. I yes. was close with yes. the cave. Yes. And um and it was actually really awesome to go tour, and I'll, I'll throw some pictures up of it on uh, our show notes and on Instagram. But it was, you know, it was a, it was a good trip. It was one day off work, and it was just relaxing with some friends. You know, and I've heard Kennecott many times. I, you know, being from Idaho and and exploring Utah and having family in Utah, I just thought that's where people went to work. I didn't know that's something that would I mean, would have thought, hey, that's something we should go tour and check out. Yeah, like, I think there's like a is there there's like a big I want to say there's like kind of an, it's not like a museum museum, but it'd be like an open house type yeah. thing. Well, it, but you can see like, they've got like one of the tires that yeah. is on the mining machines and yeah. it is probably 
fit taller than a one-story house. Well, well, that's the thing. Is like, and we've done this before. Like, we went to Hanover, Pennsylvania. And oh yeah, we went to Snyder's. <laughs> Snyder's pretzels. Snyder's of Hanover and to Utz Chips. Yeah, they're in the same day. In fact, speaking of that, it's been really funny because now our kids pay attention to products and yeah. anything that is is made in Pennsylvania. They're like, "Do you think we can tour the factory?" So like yeah. Heinz ketchup is in in Pennsylvania, in and they're like, "Can, can yeah. we go? Can we go to the <laughs> the factory?" Yeah. And then my mom started sending me stuff and was like, "Oh hey, I I saw this thing of some random." like tour factory and i thought of you guys so yeah. apparently people think that's like our thing but it was just it was our well, day it, trip it, it was something that's to do the, that's the thing i think it is our thing and i think that's the, the thing that people again going back to that kennecott like i wouldn't have and the re- I, I wouldn't have thought of it as a place but uh that you can go and tour but what makes it different from you know snyder's of hanover because i was like oh it's got to be a tour right right and, and that's how that came about and so um it, it well, kind of caught mine would be really cool. I think and somebody told us about it. It's word of mouth. And I think yeah. that's really important too. Like as we moved here, that was one of the first things we started asking people like, how long have you been here? Where would we go do this? Where but do we do this? But how many times did we have like, oh, I don't know. That's true because <laughs> people don't do staycations. Yeah, I'm a really big it, fan it, of staycations. Exactly. And so that's where I think it's it's the big thing. And that's where, you know, National Plan for Vacation Day, um, you know, there's a, a Proverbs uh, line that says, uh, Without a plan, the people perish. Uh, <laughs> I've lived that my life kind of by that. I heard that one time. I was like, yeah, without a plan. If we don't plan it, it's not going to happen. Yes. Well, and let me put this on our plan then. Yes. I lived in Toledo, Ohio for three years. About 45 minutes to an hour away from Toledo is a little place called the Dum Dum Factory. Yes. Where they make dum-dums. Oh, I know about the dum-dum factory. And I did not go there. There was even a group of moms with their kids that went and did a tour. And for some reason, I didn't go. And I want to make it back. So it's yeah. on our bucket list now. We got to go to the dum-dum factory. In fact, I brought that up when we went to go visit family in Indiana. And we were going by. Uh, there's the dum-dum factory and then Spangler. Uh, Spangler Candy Company that makes all our candy canes. Uh, they're like the originator of the candy cane. I'm not a big fan of candy cane, so I feel like I could skip the candy cane factory. They just bought the Neko Candy Company, which makes... What does Neko make? They make the little candy hearts with sayings on them, so they're not going to actually... Somebody just told me that those went out of business. Yes, so Neko went out of business. (laughs) Going off topic here, but Neko went... It's all right. Neko went out of of business, um, and... The the candy heart, conversation hearts. Yes. That say, like, love me. They also make the Neko Neko rolls, candy rolls, and they're just... It's like powdered candy. (laughs) is what they're famous for. And I always used to eat Neko's, anybody else out there, um, kind of old-timey candy wrapped in wax. But they also made those conversation hearts. And they So what's happening to the conversation hearts? So this year, uh, they won't have conversation hearts. So the next two weeks, uh, you're not going to find candy hearts. I don't know if I believe that because I was Valentine shopping and I feel like I've seen them out there. You might have seen the sweet tart versions because there's some like copycats out there. like No, sweet they were in the do. box, the typical box. I have to go buy Valentine candy okay. this week for fast anyhow, so yeah. I, I'm going to be shopping the stores. I just read an article about this. Tune in to next week, yeah. and I'll keep you updated. I, I just read an article about this, so there's actually going to be a shortage. So if you could find, I was at Walmart. I don't ever errands. actually buy them, but I know. yes. But I was at Walmart looking for candy there, and I because you sent me get formula for the baby, <laughs> and uh, and some laffy and taffy. I, yeah, some laffy taffy. So I was over there, and I looked, and I didn't see any, and I just read that article. Um, but what happened was NECA went out of business like, oh, probably two months ago, mm-hmm. uh, right before the end of 2018. Kind of like uh, Twinkies did. Remember Twinkies yeah, a few twi- years back? Twinkies came back. Well, they and came Hostess back. didn't go out of business, just you know, a Twinkie no, left. No, Hostess went out of business and they got bought out by another company and okay. then revived. Okay. 
Okay. So that's what happened to Neko. I wish Neko. you people could see Ren's hand motions as he's talking about this. Like we're yeah. getting intense. We're talking about food. Because I don't read a lot, but when I, I, I read these articles. So, uh, but Neko went out of business and Spangler Candy Company came in and swooped up and bought them to keep them alive. And so Neko Candy Company is now um, the owner of Neko Candy. And so uh, everything will come back next year, but they didn't have enough time to produce uh, the conversation hearts in time for Valentine's Day this year. And so it'll be hard to come by. <laughs> so if you do find them, it's because uh, somebody probably had them in their warehouse from last last Valentine's Day. So, well, that's what I'm saying is Neko had to have a storage case full of them. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, so um, but th- those are things to, to plan um, and, and see. And I, and like I said, I, I didn't, th- I, I heard of Canicott, drove by it a bunch of times. Never would I have thought to go and, and stop in there and do that. And that's kind of the whole, um, you know, my whole attitude towards, uh, going on road trips and gone tripping is you're looking for those opportunities to find things that not everybody's going to be at. Uh, there's a lot of over tourism going on because um, everybody's going to the same spot. Right. Yellowstone's and, a perfect <laughs> example of that. The lower <laughs> loop is terrible. Yeah. And, uh, and those are cool places to go. And I'm not saying don't go to those places, but if you're gonna go to those places, find some cool places off to the side that are going to be different that are not going to cost you a lot of money. They're going to be simple things for your, you and your family to enjoy. And well, the kids, this is one of the, the things, kids are entertained like crazy. By yes, it. the kids are entertained. But this is one of those things that we're different in. And one of those things that I've tried to be better at is because I'm very much, I am in the car. The kids are asleep. They've been fed. They're going to sleep for so long. But if you stop the car, they're going to wake up. So you just keep driving. I don't care how cool that statue looks on the side of the road. <laughs> you just keep driving. The kids are asleep. And so I'm trying to learn. Well, and when our, our kids are getting older, it's easier and easier to make those stops. You know, but with the baby and six month old like <laughs> you just get in the car and well, drive <laughs> the nice thing he's used to it with all the driving around he has to do with school drop off and pick up and things so very true fine getting out but the other thing you know you you know we've talked about together is um you have to stop you have to stop for going potty and and if you have girls can you tell we have little kids go potty yeah, go potty <laughs> use the restroom we can use adult yeah. words here the kids yeah. are asleep i've used potty my whole life so but uh you know the kids have to use the restroom they have to stop and get out every once in a while so you already have to plan those in your plan anyway so instead of stopping off of the chevron off of exit 391 that you know nothing about figure it out map it out plan it out and say okay we're going to stop here we're going to fill up for gas here and we're going to uh go a half mile from there and go to the badlands which is right off the freeway or go to wall drug or go to these different places that we've had the opportunity to experience um just off the highway well and one of the perfect examples of that this was not planned but we were driving from um, where we're at in mid, lower mid, central mid, Pennsylvania. I don't know what the area where we live is South called. Central PA. Thank you. South Central PA up to Pittsburgh. And um, we needed to feed the baby. And so, you know, that was going to take 
15 minutes. And so we thought, okay, let's go ahead and just, there was um, somewhere for the Laurel Caves that we decided we should go ahead and just pull over there and we'll let the kids get out and play where I feed the baby. Everything's going to be great. What we didn't realize though is that it wasn't like a half mile off the road. It was like nine miles off the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was beautiful country. We also went right as they were closing. So you guys got to go in and look and use the restroom, but you didn't actually get to like go into the caves or explore anything. Um, well, it's also like twenty dollars a person, but well, the but kids, we know for next time. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a three mile cave. You brought it up, so I'm going to talk about it. All Laurel, right. Laurel Caverns, uh, in uh, I guess it's more Western PA now. It's uh, when the you get Laurel to there. Highlands area. Yes, Laurel Highlands area where we've had uh, we talked to uh, friend Brett uh, with that uh, uh, did the whitewater rafting whitewater rafting yes <laughs> <laughs> at the laurel highlands uh whitewater rafting yes and uh so it was over near there and we were driving through and and anyway you go into these caverns and um it, it you walk into the building and they actually the entrance to the caves are inside the building you like go down to the cellar and then go it's like the goonies <laughs> if you think about i know it. and we're gonna go back this yeah. is the exciting part it was terrible that it was nine miles off the road and then like nine miles back onto the road but it would added something onto our bucket list and we're really excited to go back and so are the kids yeah and the kids in fact they brought it up last week um as we were driving uh hey are we going to the laurel caverns um, and they're excited because there's a golf course, mini golf course that's inside there that makes it look like it's inside of a cave. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's a three Although mile the last time we went miniature golfing with the kids was disastrous. So. This one is smaller. <laughs> oh, good. So it's not as spread out. So we I think were trying okay. to teach our three children, seven and under the rules of golf for miniature golfing. And that was just, we realized that this was a single date for Ren and I. Well, <laughs> not for miniature and it was the first time they'd ever done something like that. So they might get better at it. Oh, I'm sure they were the time. second time. But by hole four, it was just like, just hit the ball once and pick it up. <laughs> I know. Well, are we supposed to get in the hole? Well, this Doesn't matter now. <laughs> this cave is three miles long um, and it's cold and wet. So we were there in uh, the fall and it was wet. So it wouldn't have been a good time going that night. But the kids thought it was really cool. And while we were there, we got some other flyers for things to do around the area. And I think that's one of the things that um, you may say that you're trying to work on. But at the same time, like I remember we stopped at the... Uh, uh, entrance to PA and they had the rest area that has oh, all the visitor center the visitor center but you're forgetting I'm a sucker for gift shops and a visitor center is kind of like a gift shop I except just it's love free they have like <laughs> it's free. they have like a thousand and different they have free less pamphlets. trinkets to buy that's the real sad part but I love to go into gift shops and just wander around and see what tchotchkes they have to buy well and that's kind of actually travel tips you know going right into travel tips one of the things we want to talk about is travel tips um, and that's what we're, something we're going to talk about at every episode travel tips so a travel tip um, that we were going to talk about is packing. So we'll get yes. into that. But one quick travel tip that I will just talk about is stopping at those visitor centers and picking up things to read because our kids fight. <laughs> they fight over those pamphlets. Yeah, we keep them in at. the back of the car and they love it. And then they pick, well, part of the problem is that they pick where they want to go. And it's usually, there was some amusement park that they really wanted to go to that we had no idea about. And we thought, oh, not yet but <laughs> so sometimes that's bad but they they really enjoy it and there's they're the same kind of pamphlets that you would find like in hotel lobbies yeah. and things but like usually they're better organized of like this is the area that it's in or these are the things you know like grouped by category so you can kind of and find things a little it's easier the whole state so you have everything from you know 45 minute to hour lay trips to three to four hour trips yeah and you find lots of things like there is a covered bridge driving tour in here in central 
what are we yes. south south central, central PA. and south yeah. central pa so you know one day we're going to end up doing a covered bridge tour maybe we'll take them uh, along for the ride on instagram stories right. oh we will for <laughs> sure for sure be excited listeners it, yes i've been to one of those covered bridges with the kids over in gettysburg and they're super cool but yeah so your travel tip today is packing and since you know that's your background let's talk a little bit about packing and some of the best things that those who are traveling can do when it comes to packing what are some quick tips well first off you need to know that i'm a notorious light packer notorious light packer so i can pack myself and all four of my children into one carry-on for a weekend now there's definitely some different ways to go about that there are some people that like freak out that they're not going to have 17 options for the day that they're there and some people for a weekend for one person need a giant you know one of the large size luggage bags so i i like to pack light i don't i want to be able to bring stuff home from the gift shops that i love to visit rather than packing a bunch of clothes that i'm not going to use so i have actually packed a lot of clients for different trips in fact one of my favorites is one of my clients i packed for three months that they were going to live in Europe, six months, excuse me, it was six months, three months. You should have figured this out before. I should have. I don't know where my mind is going blank now. (laughs) I think it was three months and we'll just say three months. So I packed one of my clients for three months and they were going to go live in Europe, but they were crossing different seasons. It was going from spring into summer and I was able to pack three months of clothes for one person all in an entire carry-on, which was great because then she could use her other piece of luggage for homeschooling stuff for the kids because everybody had an allotted amount of luggage. And she was actually talking about this and a friend overheard and said, there's no way you can do this. There's no way you can pack somebody for that long in a carry-on. And so I said, no, really I can. And so she was like, prove it. I'm going to Ireland and London and, you know, that whole tour for 10 days, come pack me in a carry-on. And I did, people. I got her into a carry-on. She <laughs> was amazed. She didn't need anything extra. And so I I really like to pack light. I think it's very much, and like what you're talking about, it all, it all comes with a plan. So how do you do that? I guess that's the, you know, we're trying to give people tips. Well, you should hire me to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by <laughs> Ashley Garner Consulting. <laughs> you have to pay some sponsorship fees. <laughs> yeah. No, so um, uh, a lot of it is, it's a lot of mix and match wardrobes. So you take, if you're going for, say, a three-day trip, you're going to take the max of two pants, right? Yeah. A pair of jeans and maybe a nicer pair of, and if it's a, a girl, you can take a skirt and a nicer pair of, of slacks or something or, you know, shorts or whatever it is, depending on what season you're going to and where you're going to. And then from there, you can take three to five shirts. And with that cluster right there, you would be amazed at how many combinations you could come up with. You could probably get at least seven outfits from three shirts and two pairs of pants. So it's just, it's a lot of things like that. I limit everything to two pairs of shoes, three if you're going for a week. Um, That's funny because I know every time I've packed for myself, it's always... Okay, shirt with these shorts, shirt with these pants, shirt with these shorts. So it's always... Everything kind of goes with everything. And that also gives you the, the... the flexibility to be able to say, oh, I don't really feel like this specific outfit today, but maybe you still feel like the shirt, but with different bottom or yeah, you know, well, different things like that. But instead of taking seven bottoms for seven, you know, shirt combinations, I'm taking two. Right. Uh, that cuts out a ton of space. Yes. Because, uh, I mean, out of everything that you could pack <laughs> into a, a bag, 
uh, the bottoms tend to take up the most space. Actually, the shoes tend to take up the most space. I never pack those. I just throw them in the car. You know I know, that. and that's such a biggest pet peeve. If it doesn't actually fit in your bag, you can't take it, people. Like, make sure everything gets into the bag. But one of my favorite things about packing is how to pack correctly and um a lot of people roll their clothes i think you roll your clothes don't i'm a you? clothes roller yep. i don't actually think that saves any space however i will tell you what does save some space i just watched tidying up with marie kondo on netflix and the way that she folds clothes i completely agree with and 100 saves space so she fold. have you seen it you've watched some yes. of it. i made you, you right you made me watch it yeah so you fold clothes up so that they're nice and compact and that they can stand on their own but her whole thing is so that everything is visible and i don't agree with everything that marie kondo says but the way that she folds clothes i am 100 so percent for I, I i see how she does that for like when she does it with her uh you know if you're in your home but i don't know if i, I i'm just having a hard time visualizing that for packing for a trip well all of your clothes stand it. up and so if you're in looking you know if you open up your luggage bag not like a duffel bag but like so luggage see, luggage i think that's where the problem is i don't usually take like when i go camping I usually don't take like a well, this luggage is, bag. I this take, is your problem. Yeah. You don't even take a duffel bag. You take a backpack with some stuff th- shoved into it. That's what a lot of people do. When and then you put some shoes on the side and some more shoes on the side. But at least I'm not hiking in sandals. Hey, back off the sandals. I think what you should, people, if you've not been listening for a long time, Ren gives me the hardest time about me fashion sandals or whatever it is that he's calling it and claims that I hike in terrible shoes and one time I have oh two times I did because one time I've hiked in flip-flops but I think really you should just be really impressed at what I can do (laughs) in designer sandals I have always said I was impressed but I also was not impressed with not being prepared (laughs) and this particular this particular vacation he's talking about, I was fully planning on just parking myself on the beach hiking was not on my list of things to do and and, in all seriousness and in your defense uh you didn't really do any camping hiking until you met me in my defense i still don't like hiking and so he's like i'm gonna buy you some nice hiking shoes for your birthday and i thought if you buy me that for my birthday i hate the hiking part you're sleeping on the couch (laughs) so yeah we'll see so anyhow so packing i feel like that's a a really good thing if you don't have netflix marie kondo's book is on audible that you can listen to it's called the life-changing magic of tidying up we'll link that in our show notes as well let's clean it up for everybody so what are the tips they can take away from this conversation as far as um, packing for tra- you know travel? pack a mix and match wardrobe not by outfit mm-hmm. limit yourself to two pairs of shoes and uh, really really think about the what you're actually going to need rather than just throwing things in there yeah I plan for every occasion so that's why I always have so much stuff going on. <laughs> Babe, I've seen the way that you pack. I don't. I don't think you plan for anything. You just throw stuff in the I car. Do. I do. Well, but then I've always have mm-hmm. something. Like, oh yeah, I have. I mean, where were we? We were somewhere last week, and uh, we needed a can opener. And we, to open like a can of olives, like yeah. typical, like it didn't and have a pull tab we were on in it. In a kitchen, and the one they had was broken. And all of a sudden, somebody goes, "Oh, I have one in my glove department, <laughs> in my car." And we're like, "What?" So you know, always be prepared. Yeah. But uh, way to go, Boy Scout. Yeah. So, so uh, one of the things that I want to end up with you is three questions, and we're gonna do this with each of our guests. Uh, we're gonna ask three questions. Um, to I really feel like you've asked me a lot of a lot of questions. So these no, are no. three specific the, these are, questions. Yes, these are three specific. These questions. are the Gone Trippin podcast questions. That, yes. You got to have an answer. So so we'll be asking every guest these three questions to really kind of give us some thought of uh, places we might have thought and not have thought of, but also connect them to what they talk about. So um, first question: favorite place that you've traveled? The that's a tie. One of the favorite places that I've traveled to is Minneapolis. 
I went there for a conference for like a three-day weekend and I just had a fabulous time. Did the whole touristy, really touristy stuff like the Mall of America and wandered down like their big famous street and I just really loved Minneapolis. But my favorite place to drive through is actually South Dakota. I drove through in like August, no, beginning of September one year and they have the most gorgeous fields of sunflowers everywhere like just beautiful and so i've kind of fallen in love with south dakota south dakota is very underrated but it is that whole state is actually pretty cool it is and i've never made it to north dakota because i love south dakota so much but after listening to your interview with leanne from the north host fest the host fest yeah i now i need to go to north dakota so i'm really excited about that too that's uh definitely uh teddy roosevelt that's his favorite state uh, it was North Dakota, and I've not been yet, and it's definitely one on my list. I like those le- least populated states because there's l- usually lots of weird stuff you can find, and when I say weird stuff, I mean that endearingly. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. So, uh, next question. What was your biggest travel fail? My biggest travel fail? I don't know if I have, like, a gigantic fail, but I've definitely had ones where you just, everything tends to go wrong. Yeah, I I mean one that I can think of is on our way out here. Um, we got probably two hours outside oh, of Boise. Yeah. Well, first of <laughs> it's not. It was a nine day road trip that we had planned, and we were stopping all along the way from Idaho to Pennsylvania. It's like twenty three hundred miles, and as we start driving and we're two miles out, there's like something that starts flapping on my car in the front. That's not normal. I was in my car. Oh yeah, so it's just me and two kids in my car and he's got a kid in his car following behind me and we're terrible caravanners together because I don't like the way he drives and he doesn't like the way I drive. So we never stay together. At least we had walkie talkies though. Well, yeah, but when I pulled too far ahead of you, they didn't work very well. (laughs) And uh, it turns out that it was the... The liner, it was the... uh, Like the that suction stuff that goes around your windshield that holds it into place. Yeah, it's a a seal. A seal, yeah. Yeah. Like Like the rubbery seal part that rubber seal yeah Yeah. and it like started out as just like a little corner and by the time that we pulled off on an exit it was like three-fourths of the whole windshield was coming off but then you could the the problem was you could hear it coming in through all of a sudden the wind coming through yeah like once you hit over 65 (laughs) miles an hour and when you're on like interstates in the middle of nowhere like the my my the speed limit is even higher than 65 miles per hour and it starts to get really scared so this big thump that you just are it's not normal so we pulled over we had to get it fixed and we had like people we were going to go see that day like we were going to go see one of my old roommates who actually was audrey who was on the disney episode and we were going to go see her we were going to meet up with some of your friends at some other place at some we were going to try to go to yellowstone but that got canceled yeah we had to x out yellowstone It, it, it took about even though we stopped for like two hours to get it fixed it took four hours i think out of our trip that day yes but and it was uh, and we definitely found like the best fix it shop like they were fabulous and oh were really good with us they even were mennonite and they knew people from where we were moving to oh, and that was really <laughs> so fun. it was small world <laughs> but they like knew we were in a hurry and so it worked really well with us and and they told us they were like well you probably could drive without it but like that's what helps keep your windshield well, on and we just thought it was yeah, 80 bucks eight, i mean eight, eight <laughs> more days of like driving without this gasket yeah. and see if our windshield comes on doesn't sound like fun yeah. so 80 bucks was worth it yeah especially for you you know, anytime anybody who's any issues on a road uh, and and with your car, it, 80 bucks is a steal. So it is. No, well, and it even feels with like flat tires. there's definitely always something wrong with the car at some point on long road trips. 
Yes. Um, well, hopefully you've had other uh, fails without me, and so it's not just me. All of a sudden, you had your first fail. Yeah, but, but I, th- uh, I, I might. But let's just go with that one for yeah, now. Like, yeah. Let's just blame it on you. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> no. Um, and then, so last question: one thing, one thing that you still have on your bucket list, and I know you know you have a lot on your bucket list. I do. So. Well, one of the things about me is that I do want to hit all fifty states, and I counted the other day. I think I'm at twenty-seven. I still have not hit hardly any of the southeastern part of the United States. I've been to Florida and I've been to Texas, but like everything else has been missed in between. So uh, that's one of my goals is to hit every 50, you know, all 50 states and to, to see everything. So that's hopefully going to happen sooner than later. Well, and the way I feel about bucket lists is, uh, I hate bucket lists. And the only reason I hate bucket lists is because I feel like it's a, my wish list. So people just go like, ah, I wish I could do this. And then very few actually do it until, you know, oh my goodness, I've got two years to live. I'm going to go <laughs> do all these. And they start trying to knock off their bucket list if you've seen the movie. Um, bucket list. But I, I, I uh, so when, when I hear bucket list, it's always like, that's on your bucket list. Let's go do it. So the one thing that, that we first moved out here that uh, Ashley told me was she wanted to go to Rhode Island. And the reason being. Oh, yeah, in like second or third grade. It had been like third or fourth grade. Yeah. I did a report on Rhode Island, and I think they're the coolest state. I mean, first off, it's gorgeous. It's the smallest state out there. It's super quaint, but like old and just beautiful lighthouses, everything. Like, who wouldn't want to go to Rhode Island? Yeah. And so that's, so that is uh, top of the bucket list because, you know, I feel like um, as your mate, it is my responsibility to help you reach your bucket list. So, you bet it is. Let's go to Rhode Island. <laughs> so uh, uh, looking to get her to the Rhode Island. The best part for me is it's about an eight and a half hour drive. So I'm looking at everything in between that we can do on the way there. And it's not just going to be a quick trip. We're going to go and, and, and make a week of it. So then, um, then this trip might end up on my uh, biggest travel fail of like, I just <laughs> wanted to get to the hotel. You made you're me gonna, stop every you're five gonna minutes. Love it. You're going to love it. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, We'll stay in a lighthouse or something. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> was just telling us about yeah, that. Well, speaking of fails, uh, this could be a fail. But uh, a friend of ours, we were talking about, um, he, he is also from Idaho, and he lives in southern, South Central PA as well. And he was talking about some stuff they had found um, that were really cool places to go to. They do like, to, they've stayed in yurts. They've stayed, they've yeah, camped they on did some Thanksgiving horse in ground. A yurt this, year, this last year. Yeah, they're, and, they're fun people. Yeah, and so they... He, he thinks the, the same along the lines as me. And we were talking to another friend who was like, have you guys ever heard of hotels? <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, the, he was looking at uh, lighthouses you could stay in Maryland. And there was one that was uh, in Maryland. Um, and are you or, staying no, at, at it might have been actually was, I think it was Delaware. But uh, are you staying in the base of it? Or are you no, staying no, in the top? You're staying in the top of it. Like and, where the light is? Yeah, because it's like a retired lighthouse. So it's not in use. Anymore. I sure hope not. Can you imagine yeah. trying to sleep with a giant <laughs> light? <laughs> uh, we'd be making bass signals, right? So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So he 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 found this one, and uh, he said I was looking at it. It was like seventy bucks a night, which is totally a good deal, right? And, and he had this beautiful like he's looking at the pictures, and it's like this beautiful view over the ocean, and all these different things. And then he goes, he goes, I got to like the last picture. And it was the other direction. And he's like, there's a nuclear nuclear power plant. So he actually pulled <laughs> it up and showed it to me. And sure enough, like beautiful. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, 
you go and look one direction and there's this <laughs> nuclear power plant that you could just like throw a rock at. And that's why <laughs> it's a retired lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the I still think it would be cool, but there's that radiation factor that you'd have to deal with. Well, there is, but one night in the lighthouse, <laughs> it's worth it. It would be totally worth it. So, <laughs> but yeah, well, that's our, that's our show for today. Thank you for coming on. Um, and we're excited. We have some guests coming up here that are going to be really awesome, really fun. And I'm excited again. I'm excited because she's my wife, but I'm also excited because um, I think we're going to be able to help give you guys not only an interview, but also an experience um, with a lot of these guests that we have. And that's our goal. And, is and hopefully to, to get you excited to go out there and, and find what's out there. Yeah. Make your bucket list, but actually do it. So, um, and that's, and that's the thing that we hope to get from. And, and I think you summed it up perfectly at the beginning there was, uh, staycations. Long vacations yeah. are fun. We have one coming up this summer that we're going to have a huge road trip. It's just like the right. one that we just came back from or that we moved out here, but even cooler because we're going to be in one car instead of two. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but, a, it's a bigger car, thankfully. Yes, yes. And, and Ren's shoes will all be packed inside of his bag. Yeah, well, and, and I'll have a topper on top and everything. But but the the that's that's like, you know, one time a year thing. So I don't want to be in a situation where that's all we do for the year. So that's where we found some cool things like um, Mr. Ed's Elephant Emporium. Yeah, that's Mr. 20 minutes away. Yeah. The kids love and um, we're our guest coming up here is going to be a long acre alpaca farm. That you can actually really stay on the farm. About this. Um, and that's 45 minutes from our house. Like how cool is that? And so <laughs> things like that, find those things that are in your neck of the woods it's cool to look for those things that are far away and plan for those big trips. But those weekend trips are the ones that your kids will remember forever. And as you go to these places, feel free to tag us on social media at gone trip and podcast, because we'd love to share your pictures. We'd love to get everyone excited for different places around the area. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. Make sure you hashtag gone tripping or gone tripping podcast and make every trip an adventure. All right, guys, thank you so much. Peace be the journey. I am gone tripping